How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Stay here. I'm not leaving until he decides where he's going to school. So I'm sitting here. If you want me to chime in, I'm happy to no, chime in. I'll definitely give you my live reaction. Get so, your Mizzou jacket on. You ready? <laughs> I'm watching the live stream right now. Dave DeArm in the Power Mizzou. That's my guy. He said that Luther Burden is not at the Boys and Girls Club right now. Oh. So we don't So we don't got to go to the audio right now. Mm. When he gets there, I'll, uh, believe me, I'll keep you in the loop, Bink. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Now, unfortunately for Missouri, they have a big-time quarterback coming in next year in Sam Horn. This a five-star wide receiver that's choosing maybe to Missouri. But the problem is both of them don't play defense. And we know Missouri needs to work on that defense, especially the run defense last in the country. But if you're Carrington screaming in the background, or he might be crying. He might be crying because he's very excited about <laughs> Luther Burden. Or, 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 or because he decides to go to like Oklahoma or uh, what was the other school? Georgia, Alabama, Alabama, Georgia. Alabama yeah. Who are the, who are the hats though, character? You've seen the hats, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Missouri. Yeah, it is. It's it only three hats. Yeah, it is between those three. I haven't really heard much that would suggest that he's going to Alabama. Well, who's though. got the car keys out there? I mean, at this you point, do anything you want now. I mean, at this point, I would assume Georgia. I would assume that they got just based on the talent that they have. I think they got a car dealership right there on campus. You, you can just walk to. over there and pick you up a Dodge Charger if you go play at, at Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. All of them do the cars now, so it'll be interesting to see where players. Shoot. I mean, you, some dealership's gonna have to pony up in Columbia if they're Ow, gonna. Of course, some dealership's gonna have to pony up in Columbia if he if he decides to go there. He better it be just driving off in a car. Yeah, exactly. As soon as he gets into town, they're there better be somebody out there trying to give hook him up with some sort of sports car so he can ride around town. That's that that is literally the only thing you could do. Otherwise, you know, at this point now, you can guarantee he goes somewhere besides Mizzou. Of course, in college football, you get the two signing days, one in December, then one in the, the typical signing day. But it's it's not official until that fax comes through. You know what I'm saying? Guys can still change oh, yeah. their mind. So, but the hat dance, very, very popular in college football. A big time player that could go to Missouri, number five or a five-star recruit, number six in the nation, according to Rivals, about to make his decision. Actually Carrington. pretty early to do that, too. Usually they try to wait until one of the two signing days. A lot so. of them are undecided, Carrington. Number two player in the country, number four, five, and six undecided. Of course, six decides with Luther Burden here in a few minutes. But uh, Carrington's uh, stepping away. You better come back.
You oh, I, I got it. I got it pulled up in here. So. I want instant reaction. Oh, you got, you got the. I got it. I got it pulled up in All here. Right, we'll so have fun with whenever them. they, whenever the guy comes up and uh, starts doing his his little speech and decides to do it, I, I got it. I got it ready for it. See, I'm all about it. Is get the head dances. It's much different now because now you can throw the car keys. And everything else come. Al, let me tell you, Alabama and Oklahoma probably have something more to offer unless Missouri wants to step up here. Which I mean, they, someone they in there's there are dealerships in Columbia. I, as a as it's got to be bigger. Than Mizzou alone. I I know. Like there's there's money to be made out there if he chooses to go there. I, I will say this though, like. This would be a big win for Mizzou, but it wouldn't be as big a win as I think a lot of Mizzou fans want to make it out to be because you can't just get one guy like that. You got to get a few guys like that if you want to be able to compete with the top teams in the conference. See, I'm waiting for Whitney Merciless to do this at 31 years old to take yeah. you know, from the from the Texans. Oh, man, yeah, put that Chiefs on hat, yeah, Chiefs hat on, bro. I mean, just do it NFL style. Let's do the hat dance. That would be funny if someone, if like a free agent would, were to do yeah. that. That would be, that would actually be really entertaining if he were to do it on his, like, uh, on his Twitter feed put out a video where he's choosing hats between his top suitors for uh, his free agency. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep you you posted. We'll have a little fun with Carrington. A lot. He's been looking forward to this for weeks. He's he's been looking forward to the night for weeks. Yeah, he's he's a, not going he's, anywhere. He's a Mizzou fan. He doesn't have a lot to root for. So yeah, he's got to worry about the defense. I run defense, Missouri, hundred and thirtieth out of one hundred and thirty teams as far as stopping the run. And unfortunately, Luther Burden plays wide receiver. And not edge rusher, so that's a problem that yeah. will keep you posted on where he goes. But this is fun. I like the head dance and stuff's fun, whether you like it or not. But nil name, image, likeness changes everything because now it's what can you offer said player going forward. So we'll have a little bit of fun with this. But last night, a lot of Chiefs fans glued into Monday Night Football. I mean, it's fun. Are the Bills for real? Are the Bills for real? Now keep in mind they've had one good win. That was the Chiefs because they lost the Steelers in Game One. They had a series of backup quarterbacks they played, including the one the Chiefs just played to start the season. The Chiefs were a real win for Buffalo. And then they laid an egg last night. Although, I mean, penalties do happen. Unfortunate things do happen. They did have a kickoff return for touchdown. Isaiah McKenzie came back. There was the uh, going forward on fourth and one at the three. They decided to give the ball to Josh Allen. Personally, I've seen this thing debated a million different ways. And what do people always say, Chris? What did they say when Clyde fumbled the football, right? If you were of the ilk and you said you need to keep the football in, the, in your best player's hands, which at that time was Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. You cannot in turn crush Buffalo for keeping the football in their best player's hands and Josh Allen, who's a huge quarterback, who, by the way, has more quarterback sneaks since he's been in the league than anybody else by three in the NFL. They put the ball in their best player's hands, and this stuff happens. Don't forget Lamar Jackson coughed up a, for Baltimore, coughed up a fumble in overtime against the Raiders, and they lost the game. So they put the ball in the hands of their best player. And we'll talk to Dave McGinnis, who was on the call for that uh, for that Titans game last night, a game down. I don't, I don't know, Chris, uh, I was definitely interested in it. But uh, the funny thing was that fourth down stop was so big. You know, you think about Tennessee and Buffalo. You know, here, here's Buffalo's broadcast of that. The Bills back at the line of scrimmage. Josh taking his time. 20 seconds on the play clock, takes his snap, dives forward, and the Titans stop him. They stop him short of the goal line. Titans take over the crowd in a frenzy. Tennessee, with 12 seconds left, has the football. So that was the Buffalo side of things, right? Here's my guy, Dave McGinnis. Allen tried to sneak. He got nothing, or so it appeared. They got it! They got it! They did it! They did it! Not yes! Not yes! Hell yes! 
That's Dave McGinnis, the hell yes. He'll join us <laughs> later about that uh, call and, of course, other things, too. The Chiefs have the Titans. It's big week for the Titans, big week for the Chiefs. I would venture to say this is the biggest game in the NFL so far this season. You look at three stretch of games for the Chiefs with Washington, then Tennessee, and then the New York Giants. All right, Giants, <laughs> very winnable game. I mean, probably you and 10 of your other friends could beat the New York Giants the way that they're playing right now. But again, games are played on paper, but it's going to be a liquefied crowd, Monday Night Football at Arrowhead Stadium. But they got to get past this one first. Because this game does matter in the swing thing of things because the Chiefs play the Packers at the end of this three-game stretch. And are they going to be 5-3? and three? Which right now, they, they definitely could be 5-3 and three if they beat Tennessee, then beat the Giants. If they lose to Tennessee, beat the Giants, we're talking 4-4. Four and four. And then you're talking playing the Packers of 4-4. Four and four. Then that becomes a huge game because you're going to be over 500 or under 500. You're going to continue to strive to get the 500. Right now, if the, if the season in the day, which is not, it's a 17-game season, Chiefs wouldn't make the playoffs if we sat right now. But I think we, and the Raiders would, which Chiefs haven't had played the Raiders yet. So there's a lot of football to still be decided. But everybody came back to the pack. You know, the Bills sitting there at 4-2. and two, Now the Titans 4-2. and two. And from the Titans' perspective, you're looking at this game saying, okay, you beat the Bills. Now's a chance to beat the Kansas City Chiefs at home. You have a chance to beat the two darlings of the AFC in what was perceived to be the darling in the Chiefs before the season started in the Buffalo Bills in back-to-back weeks. And for the Chiefs to go on the road and beat King Henry and the Tennessee Titans again puts the Chiefs now with four wins. And then all of a sudden, more the national media, the swing of emotions starts going the Kansas City Chiefs direction. That's why this game's so big. It's no gimme playing this team. You're playing King Henry. King Henry for the Tennessee Titans against the Chiefs. In the regular season, okay, 32 carries, 246 yards, 7.69 average. Four touchdowns in those two games. He's played them back in 2016, and he's played them in 2019 in the regular season. The playoff games are the ones that count. He played the Chiefs in the playoffs back in 2018. He had 156 yards rushing, and of course, that's the game the Chiefs lost to the Titans. Then it was is, it was issuing the Patrick Mahomes uh, right after that with Alex Smith, and then of course the one two years ago in route to the Super Bowl where the Chiefs held King Henry to 69 yards rushing and a and a touchdown, two catches minus eight yards. But again, the Chiefs were the ones that kind of catapulted King Henry. He was always a good running back, but when the Chiefs played him in 2019, the Titans. That's where Henry went off. And Henry had not gone off before. He had only had 100 yards on the dot before that Chiefs game in the regular season. Tennessee was able to beat the Chiefs. Then the Chiefs went down to Mexico City the following week to face the Chargers. First half, Chargers didn't score a bunch, but they moved the ball a lot. They had 312 yards. Chiefs had 109. 312 yards for Chargers. Something happened at halftime. I always look at that game is when the light bulb came on for the Chiefs defense. They held them to 128 yards. In the second half. Big difference from the 312 in the first half. And then for the rest of the season, championship defense. And if we look now, did the light switch come on at halftime of the Chiefs in Washington? Because the defense had been trending better, getting those three straight stops against the Bills the week before. Just just the small victories. Like even before that, just keeping teams to field goals and having them punt. That, that was big for the Chiefs. And then this last week, no points allowed, 76 total yards for Washington in the second half. And I get it was Washington, but they were averaging almost 25 points a game. Chiefs held them essentially to 11 technically points lower than their, than their season total. 
So that part's big. They could score points. Not a good football team, as we know. Their defense definitely worse than was last year. I mean, last year you're talking second-best defense in the NFL. Much different. But did the light bulb come on for the Chiefs? A more complimentary style of football team between offense and defense. I'd like to think it has. Carrington asked me the question earlier. Which Chiefs team is more like the Chiefs team of 2021? The first half Chiefs or the second half? And I said the second half, that's the Chiefs team you thought you had. Because Mahomes was running around doing Mahomes things. Little flip pass to Travis Kelsey. That was Chiefs football. And then playing defense in a respectable manner. They've got themselves up to 28th in the NFL in total defense. Now they're not at the bottom anymore at 32. They're never going to be a top defense. Never going to be a top defense. We know that. But can they just be good enough? And especially getting the takeovers. The turnover has been a real problem for the Chiefs. But this is a big perception game, man. After that Buffalo game nationally, they were burying this team. Even the fan base on the text line. You know, burying the Kansas City Chiefs at halftime. And then what happened? The Chiefs ended up winning the football game, and it calmed a lot of people down. Mahomes became Mahomes. Even though, even though I'll say this, there was never a problem with the offense. The offense was still scoring over 30 points a game. They were still historically good because they had the fewest possessions, still do, in the NFL. But they were making the most out of the possessions. The turnovers were killing the Chiefs. They were they were winning they were winning or could have won games despite the defense being bad. They were still positioned to win games. Nothing wrong with this offense except for the turnovers. That's a problem. Fumbling in the interception, that's the problem. Yeah, they're a team that makes uh that's been making a lot of mistakes this year. And because of that, they've been playing in an uncharacteristic way. But you know how we are when we're judging sports teams and every sport. We generally have some preconceived notions about teams. And then as we get more information that's current, we then judge teams by what we have seen recently. And because of that, we tend to be prisoners of the moment as it pertains to certain teams. You remember in 2014, after the Chiefs beat down the Patriots, what did we hear? Patriots are done. They're finished. And then they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. We've heard that three different times with Brady. And yes. He's won a Super Bowl every single time. So we've many called times. Him I mean, remember the Patriots last year, seven and five after losing to the Chiefs. And all of a sudden, oh, the the uh, the Buccaneers, not Patriots. Uh, after they lose, lost to the Chiefs, oh, the Buccaneers, they're finished. They're done. And I remember remember saying like, oh, this team's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl because they've got Tom Brady. You've got all the weapons. You've got that defense. And lo and behold, they win their way through the playoffs. Well, it took them a while because of COVID and everything yeah. else. Yeah, They couldn't have dinner together. They didn't exactly. know each other. Yeah. And it so took them a while to gel. But like you had the talent there. You had the, you had the team. Everybody just had to come together. It's the same way with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a team that has the chemistry. They have the talent. Like nobody in their right mind thinks that the Bills have the best offense in the NFL. Statistically, they did that in defense. Yeah, yeah, but we know that that's not true. It's also who you play. It doesn't matter. It's who you play, and they've been playing a cupcake schedule up until last week against the Chiefs. They have one really good win. And and you could look at that Chiefs game, and you can see that the, the Bills were aided not only were aided very much by key penalties, uh, some of which were not very good penalty calls and turnovers by the chiefs. Cause the chiefs had, a, they left a lot of points on the field that Sunday night against the bills. Yeah. And so you, you look at this chiefs team and you look at the three losses and those three losses very much are on the chiefs more so than they're on their opponents for beating them. Yep. And I think that's the reason why, uh, it, for me, it's really easy to look at the Chiefs and say the three and three, that's not who they really are. 
Number one team, I'll still give it to Buffalo because of their easy schedule. They've got a schedule that is very, very attractive. You get the Jets twice, you get the Jags still. Like them building up wins, that, that's what's going to happen because Buffalo's, they're better than some of the junk. Yeah, that but they playing. still have some losable games. No, I mean, they do. They still have to play the Bucs. You still got to play teams. the Bucs. You still got to play the Saints. You know, they could lose one to the Patriots. They could lose to the Colts. But still, we're looking at probably a five loss maximum. Probably team. five loss. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users why good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Maximum. I, I agree. Maximum. Maybe six. So if you're doing Maybe power six. rankings right now, they would be number one. Chiefs would be number two. Because I think every yeah. single team you look at the AFC, there's a problem. The Chargers, and I'll get into Justin Herbert and Mahomes because people love Justin Herbert when Mahomes <laughs> is better than him basically in every single category. Yes, yeah. And I'll bring that up again with Jimmy Johnson's stupid comments a week ago. Just, just slow down let things plan out. So the Chiefs are two. Titans, I, I got to put them. I got to put the Ravens three, Titans four, and the Chargers. Everybody's got problems. Even the Ravens. I know that they're rolling five and one. But <laughs> Took a 66-yard field goal, NFL record, Justin Tucker, to beat the Detroit Lions. It took him. It took the Chiefs fumbling at the 34-yard line of Baltimore to get the win. So it happens. But bottom line is the Chiefs, uh, text lines asking me about Shalik Calhoun because the Chiefs did sign him to the practice squad. 6'4", 260, he could play outside linebacker. He can play that, he's probably going to play that defensive end role. But he's a former third-round pick of the Raiders. <laughs> Then he was cut the next year by the Raiders. So he hasn't done a lot. Two and a half sacks in and, his career. And, and for the Raiders, too. He was with the Raiders, <laughs> with the Patriots, with the Niners. The Niners was his last team. He's on the Chiefs practice squad. But Whitney Merciless, that's the guy that actually makes a lot of sense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Forget about Calhoun. It's about Whitney Merciless. Seth Payne, former NFL player and radio host in Houston, joined Carrington earlier, fills this in on who Whitney Merciless is, who evidently the Chiefs are interested in him. We do that next. Baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back. Luther Burden, he's pretty much made his decision up. Is it going to be Alabama? Is it going to be Georgia? Is it going to be Missouri? Which one's it going to be? The number six player in the country with rivals. Unbelievable talent at wide receivers. Well, 
He's made his decision. He's tossed two of the hats on the floor, and he's gone with one other hat. It's a big day for Missouri, Chris. It's a big day if he's chosen Missouri to go to school at. But I have a feeling that Missouri fans might be happy. Yeah, uh, and and this is going to be something that will be monumental for whoever, uh, whichever school he chooses to go to, because uh, it looks like CDOT's now coming in now. CDOT, uh, all right, decision, the hat, two hats have been thrown on the floor. Alabama, Missouri, and Georgia, the situation Missouri doesn't find itself in very often between having their hat now Georgia next to it. Are you a happy man, CDOT? I am absolutely okay. a happy man. This Luther was, chose Mizzou. This is one of the things that, you know, I frequent power Mizzou. I'm a Missouri fan. Like, I read a lot about the honeymoon process being over for Eli Drinkwitz at Mizzou. This season has not gone the way that I wanted it to go or the way that any Missouri Tiger fan wanted to go. But it wasn't about their individual record in 2021. It was about setting a foundation that eventually you can win eight or more games in the SEC. They're going to have a top 15 recruiting class this year. That's how you do it. So I I, I was embarrassed by how, how they played offense. against it. Yeah, they, they, they got to get better defensively. There's no doubt about it. But if you're going to take the next step in terms of where you are as a program, you got to do it by recruiting at a much higher level. And they couldn't do that with Barry Odom. And Eli Drinkwitz has shown the ability that he can elevate the talent that you can get at Mizzou. They're getting legitimate, real SEC talent. And we'll be able to evaluate Eli Drinkwitz by the end of his fourth year. By the end of his fourth year, it'll be all his recruits. And we'll be able to evaluate if this thing is going to work or not. But this is a major win for Missouri, that they were able to go up against two powerhouses, three really number one team in the country. I mean, when you count Oklahoma, like he decommitted from Oklahoma on the table, it was the Georgia hat. It was the Alabama hat and Alabama has been wide receiver. You in the NFL. So are in the NFL so far, Oklahoma has too. And, and he's going to the university of Missouri. And I liked what he said after he put the hat on where he said, I want to set a trend in St. Louis. If you cheer for Missouri, you have asked yourself this a million times. What if Missouri could recruit St. Louis better? If they could start keeping the top talent from St. Louis and getting them to go to Missouri, what could it look like? This season, they haven't done it 100%. They'll never do it 100%. Like Zeke is from St. Louis, yeah. They'll never do it 100%. They're doing it. If you get the number one recruit from St. Louis, and we're not talking about a three-star kid, we're talking about a kid who literally could have went to any school in the country, and you can convince him to come to Missouri. You can convince any kid from St. Louis Who's to come stepping to up? I know it ain't Shakespeare's. I mean, he's got to have more than pizza. I don't care who it is at this point. Somebody step up. Missouri's got those anonymous donors all the time. Give them money. Someone had to step up because you know Georgia was coming strong and Bama were coming strong. I do think name image like I mean, all the things that I've read over the last couple of days, I do think that Missouri really sold the name image and likeness thing where it's going to be better for you and your brand and we're going to be able to help you more in the state to really maximize your three years here at Missouri. It's going to be better than if it's at Georgia. In Georgia, you'll just be one of the faces. Now, you could be the best player on Georgia. I'm not saying that's a, a small thing. But, man, like, you can you can make a million dollars here in Missouri playing Except college football. Except their leading receivers, they're tied in. A freshman tied in for Georgia. I mean, they could have used Luther Burden. That was the tough part about it. Yeah, and, I mean, if, if now that's going to be the centerpiece of your recruiting class, so 
they actually haven't used their official visit on Luther Burden. So I, now if you bring him on the official visit and you make it another massive weekend for Missouri centered around, hey, we just got him in the mix, then, I mean, what, 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 what are we doing here? Like, this is, I don't think it's a DGB, but it's real close. Yeah, real close. It's I mean, real close. Player in the nation, like, yeah. if you're saying that DGB was the best recruit that they've ever got, He's in the top three. He's in the top five that they've gotten so far. I mean, wouldn't he be the second? Wouldn't he be right behind DGB? Yeah, I mean, I would probably probably argue Chase Daniel because at that point, anybody that followed Missouri knew that was going to work as a quarterback prospect. Now, I didn't know he was going to be a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. The yeah, way I'm talking about, I'm talking about like his term in terms of like prestige. Oh, yeah, prestige. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, prestige. Yeah, I mean, he's a five-star recruit, number six in the nation. Like, besides DGB, like he's he's – has to be the most yeah, the, prestigious player they've ever had at Mizzou. Just the, the only one that's even close is probably Sheldon Richardson. Like Sheldon yeah, Richardson, but everybody knew Sheldon was a dog. Remember yeah, Sheldon went to, yeah. he, or he at first committed to USC, and then something happened, and then he eventually ended at Missouri. So I'm just really happy. You get your guy. You get Sam Horn coming at quarterback. He was on ESPN the other day. ESPN two was that I think it was the quarterback, the four star quarterback they have coming in. Sam's got to be pretty happy about Luther. I mean, this is the class that you think can change things for Missouri. Absolutely. Like where Missouri is right now, they have been a middling SEC program for the last seven years. If you look at this class, this is the one that makes or breaks Eli Drinkwood's time in Missouri. You have a top 10 quarterback prospect, the best wide receiver prospect, the number one running back prospect in Texas is coming to Missouri. This is the one that you think is the foundation where in the next three to four years, you can compete with Georgia. You probably will not catch where Georgia is. I think they're one of the five best programs in college football. They get the four-star two uh, defensive lineman out of St. Louis. So in other words... Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Um, Gracial, it's coming to Missouri, but the bottom line is when you get a recruit like Luther Burden, a lot of undecided still out there, and they see this and they ain't. So, yes, that could parlay itself in domino effect, the defensive player. Yeah, and, I mean, we all I mean, follow college recruiting enough of it. It is a momentum game. Like, college recruiting, for the most part, is momentum. You catch momentum a lot of different ways. Like, Oregon was doing it because of jerseys. Like, you remember when some kids were picking to go to Oregon just because they like the jersey combinations that they have. Like, I do think if you're a high school kid and you're from Kansas City or St. Louis and you at least got to be really interested, like, what is Missouri doing that has convinced these level of kids to want to play here and you want to be a part of it? He tossed a Bama and Georgia cap on the floor. Yeah, he tossed them on the floor. <laughs> and, and Usually Missouri's the, cap's the one getting thrown on the floor. Or it's just, or it's not. He wouldn't even. Table. He honestly wouldn't even acknowledge that Missouri had if it was the no, other way around. He wouldn't, yeah. he, wouldn't have even, he wouldn't even have acknowledged yeah, it. Yeah, he wouldn't have had it. On the <laughs> he table wouldn't even have acknowledged the Missouri at. He wouldn't have acknowledged it. Anyway, congratulations, Carrington. The University of Missouri gets the number six recruit in the nation, choosing Missouri over Alabama and Georgia. Back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Ron Cop, ArrowheadPride.com. Next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This is Mitch Holtis. Catch me every Friday morning at 730 right here on 610 Sports Radio. 
And welcome back to Bacon Night. The big decision, Luther Burden going to Mizzou. Tosses that Alabama-Georgia head on the floor. Chooses Missouri-Carrington. Still sitting here in shock about the decision. There was a Missouri hat. There was Georgia. There was Alabama. Two hats went flying. And he chooses the University of Missouri. Big get for Eli Drinkwood. Does he choose Mizzou if he's from... Any other place but I mean, Missouri or Illinois, or like go to school Kansas City, in the Missouri but, side, but he's on the Illinois side. So. Yeah, like if if he if he's coming from a place like Florida, do you think he goes to Mizzou? Yeah, I mean, no. And Sam Horn's coming there, the four-star quarterback. So big news. Ron Cop, ArrowheadPride.com, joins us now to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry about the delay, Ron. I had to let uh, Carrington. Revel in uh, Luther Burden choosing the Tigers. Absolutely, you guys got to be celebrating right now, you Tiger guys. That's a that's a huge get. That's a that's a big that's a big get. Congrats! It's a big get. The hats were on the table. The hats you rarely see Alabama and Georgia hat uh, thrown on the floor, and he chooses Missouri. But the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a few questions uh, to start off with, I guess, Ron, because you and I like to, well, we like talking about this players that uh, you know Jalen. Jalen Smith didn't end up with the Chiefs. You talk about that, or Stephon Gilmore. Whitney Merciless, of course, the big name out there for the Kansas City Chiefs, the guy that can provide, I mean, he's 31 years old, can at times add in a little pass rush from time to time. Had three sacks already this year. Uh, They switched their defense. They went from a 3-4 where he played linebacker to the 4-3, so he's a defensive end when they went Tampa 2 this year with the Houston Texans. They did sign uh, Shalit Calhoun today, the Chiefs did, a former third-round pick to the practice squad. This isn't Whitney Merciless. No, the Chiefs made a practice squad decision. They're still in on Whitney. They would owe him about a million dollars, considering the Texans would take on the rest of his contract. What do you think the fit of Whitney Merciless and the Chiefs would be? I think it makes perfect sense. I think that's exactly the kind of thing you are looking for for the Chiefs right now. Someone that can just give you a little pass rush presence. We have... Guys that are that, that know the system and, and can you know play run defense on the edge like a Mike Dana and Alex Okafor, but we need someone with some juice off the edge. And that's one thing with Merciless. Uh, you know the Texans this year. You know everyone kind of thought they were a big joke and you know weren't going to be competitive at all. One of the reasons they've been so competitive, you know, obviously not last week against the Colts, but for most of the season, is because Merciless has been a pretty dang good pass rusher. Honestly, you mentioned the three sacks. He's he's had a, quite a bit of pressure too. And he's, he's always had an up-and-down career, kind of, in my opinion. You know, some years he looks like one of the best pass rushers in the league. Other years he's kind of a forgotten player. I think you get him into the right atmosphere. He's, like you said, 31 years old. That's not crazy old. And he's exactly what the Chiefs need. It's Melvin Ingramage, you know? A little juice off the edge. Yeah. yeah, it would make sense. Houston would take the Chiefs are 2.8 under the cap. Obviously, Houston would take the bulk of that. He's been in the league for more than seven years, so he would be a little over a million dollars as far as uh, the Chiefs' uh, vested veteran, and they probably wouldn't know that entire amount uh, because it would be prorated to where it's at now. But uh, he does make some sense only because we're sitting here in a situation, Ron. I mean, there's only so many things they could do. They did the one thing they could do, and that's Thornhill getting 100% of the snaps last week, right? You know, Willie Gay being more integrated into the defense coming off his injury. You know, Frank Clark, he got a couple quarterback hits. Hopefully that'll start to go up. And getting Chris Jones back will be big. But there's relatively few things the defense can do because the trade deadline doesn't really have those names out there you would typically like. Yeah, and when you're talking about defensive linemen, I mean, that's the one position you want to be as deep as possible. We've already seen this year we've struggled with injuries in terms of, you know, it's Frank Clark and Chris Jones, but then also Kando has gotten hurt and is on IR currently. I mean, 
that's a position you really need to be deep at because one or two injuries at the wrong time could really set you back on, on the road to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I, I love the idea of it. And Jeff Allen on Twitter, former chief, is really recruiting. He's, he's tweeting away trying to get Merciless to come here. So I, I like our chances. You know, Jeff Allen, they're both Illini, I guess. They both went to Illinois. So, uh, you know, Jeff Allen's trying to, trying to make him, uh, you know, trying to get him to Kansas City. I love it. Are you concerned at all with the position switch? Because it was like Justin Houston. You know, they run the 3-4, and they go to the Tampa 2 and Justin's found that out in his career from going to end, from linebacker to end, back to linebacker. So it is different, but he made that transition well going from linebacker to defensive end. Yeah, I think I'm not worried about that because if, if you think about it, what they really need for Merciless, they don't need him to be an every down player. They don't need him to be a guy, although he could be because uh, with the defensive end the Chiefs have currently, you know, it, it, there's a lot of room for someone to come in and, and play a lot of snaps. It's not like, you know, there's there's guys that – are, you know, for sure solidified, you know, uh, players. They should be at least, but they're just not performing like that, I should say. Um, but, yeah, so I think for what they need him to do, just be a pass rush, you know, give him a little deuce off the edge, you know, be able to beat a tackle around the corner, or just, you know, in, in third down situations, just create a little havoc in the pocket. I don't I, I don't think it matters whether he's, you know, he, he can stand up in a two-point stance and still rush from that, you know, that position, that kind of thing, so – I'm not worried about it. He doesn't need to be an every-down player. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about end-all, be-all. We're just talking about a piece to help you complete the puzzle when the window is still open. What do you make of that game, especially at halftime, Ron? Because I look back to 2019. It wasn't the Titans game. That was the game before where King Henry came alive and they beat the Chiefs, and the Chiefs go to Mexico City to face the Chargers. And really at halftime of that game, I mean, Chargers had 312 yards of offense in the first half. Chiefs only 109 but something happened at halftime of that game. Even Clark Hunt references that game is when the light switch came on, the defense became a Super Bowl caliber defense the rest of the season. But you look at the Chiefs. They forced those three and outs uh, with the Bills uh, the week before in the second half. This game, I mean, they did give the one touchdown to Ricky Seals-Jones, but you're keeping a team to one touchdown. You're keeping a team 11 points under their average in Washington. Only gave them 76 yards, and you shut them out in the second half. Is that more Chiefs football? Because Carrington asked me that question earlier. Was it more the first half or the second half is the real Chiefs? Yeah, that's a great question, right? I mean, you you hope it's the second half. I'm not totally bought that we're going to see, you know, that was the flip switch, like you mentioned, the 2019. It was a pretty obvious time when that flip really switched for the, the defense. I don't know if I, I, I'm ready to buy into that because I think it's very possible in, in Tennessee this this next weekend, they look just as bad again with, with the way Tennessee's offense could attack them and, and, and the injuries we have still, you know, on the defensive side. So I'm not really buying that, that the defense is fully, you know, flipped or anything. But it was an encouraging performance. Like you mentioned, Washington, you know, Heineke's not the biggest name and, and the offense hasn't been great this year. But you're right. They did hold them to one of the worst performances of their season so far. They're worse. I like the run. I like the run defense. The run defense has been really good since week two, honestly. I think they're going to get their biggest test, obviously, against Tennessee. But, no, I, I think there, there are good things to see. And I think Rashad Fenton, another, I, I'm glad I, I thought of him, Rashad Fenton, he is looking really good. And I think he could be, uh, you know, a really big piece where the Chiefs have struggled at that cornerback two spot. If Fenton can keep playing this well, I think that really shores up the, the secondary a lot. What do you make of the NFC or the, uh, the, the AFC power structure? I mean, you look at the NFC, every team that's leading a division is either 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh, like the Cardinals. But the AFC is more of a – it's a different picture, man. You got the Bills who have that one real quality win against the Chiefs, lost the Steelers at home. You know, they, they, they've not played a great schedule, but they were able to beat the Chiefs. 
You get the Ravens out there at five and one. Don't know how legitimate that is. They definitely have their concerns. Then there's the Chargers with the worst run defense uh, in the NFL. And then you get the Titans, and now they're four and two with the chance to knock off the Bills and Chiefs in back-to-back weeks. How do you kind of look at the AFC? Because I still think the Chiefs are the second-best team in this conference. Yeah, I, I would think the Chiefs are, are. You know, last week I was kind of saying they weren't at the top shelf of the NFL anymore, but I think a lot of teams are proving that the top shelf is kind of maybe down a notch uh, this year. You know, I think it is going to be a little bit of a jumbled mess at the top. I honestly am, am starting to kind of buy into the Ravens. I think the way their defense is playing. Um, and then Lamar Jackson, honestly, has, has passed really well this year. He's, he's passing a lot better than I think he ever has in his career. And we've seen spurts of that for sure. So, you know, we want to make sure that's a, a consistent thing rather than just maybe a stretch of games. But, man, if Lamar can, you know, if Lamar can be this good of a passer along with that rushing attack, that is pretty scary in my opinion. I am kind of buying into that. Plus, it looks like the AFC North is kind of – falling for them a little bit. You know, the Browns kind of, you know, uh, slipping a step at everything. But, yeah, I think all of a sudden the Chiefs are right back in the one-seed picture, honestly, because, you know, the Bills and the Chargers lose, and that's that's really the big thing. I know the Ravens, like I just mentioned, but they're going to have some tough games this year as well. So, yeah, I think it was a really big weekend for the Chiefs, and, and I think it's going to be a jumbled mess. I, I think we – we don't really know who right now is going is to end up at the top. I would say that for sure. Yeah, the Chiefs get another crack at the Chargers. They do not get another crack, however, against the Ravens and the Bills that have head-to-head over the Chiefs. Offensively, this team we've talked about all, all season, Ron. I mean, historically good considering the fewest amount of drives in the NFL. But they seem more confident. The chemistry seemed there. It seemed like the old Patrick Mahomes in that second half. I don't know what could be gained from that offensively but they sure seem more on page than I've seen them for a long time. They're still scoring points, but they just seem to be having fun that second half offensively. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned Mahomes' the second half because we saw the two signature plays, right? He jumps up in the pocket midair, throws it to Tyreek on a free play. You know, just you know, knowing it's a free play, knowing he can kind of get away with it, but uh, jumping up in the air to kind of avoid that rush just for a second to get the pass where it needed to go. And then also that flip pass with Travis over the middle, you know, scrambling to the left. That's the kind of stuff that, yeah, I, I, not only does it build Mahomes' confidence, it builds the rest of the team's confidence in him. Because, man, that pick at the end of the first half was, was very questionable, very bad play. I mean, you know, he admits it, obviously. But that's the kind of play that you, you it, it is a little scary to me. I, I don't know how it doesn't go off in your head like, hey, the situation, you know, it's third and short. It wasn't even a pass play. It was a run play. So it's not like anyone's expecting you to throw the ball, you know, in terms of your receivers. You know, you're down by three. Let's just get a field goal before halftime. I believe they started off the second half with the ball. That sort of thing. I just, I, I would like to see him kind of, you know, those alarms to go off in the head to say, hey, let me just, you know, eat this and, and we'll live for another day. Um, but at the same time, you know, he doesn't lose confidence. And, and it's, that play is not going to, you know, make him lose any confidence. And we saw that second half. I mean, he bounced back, looked really good. And I think that is a good uh, a good sign moving forward. And I think this Chiefs offense is, is in prime position to have another big game against Tennessee. I could really see it being a, a, a shootout this week. In Tennessee, instead of a quarterback, it's the best non-quarterback they will face this season in Derrick Henry. Uh, he's 2-0 in the regular season against the Chiefs. 32 carries, 246 yards, 7.694. Playoffs, a bit of a different story. He won that game in January of 2018. Lost to one in February of 2019. But he had 156 in one playoff game, and he only had 69 yards when he kind of wore out against the Chiefs in 2019. How big of a problem do you think that uh, – now, the Chiefs' rush defense is not the worst in the NFL. They've actually moved up to 27th in the NFL. 
just your thoughts on the kind of problems he could pose to the Chiefs because if they put this game in Ryan Tannehill's hands like we've seen him do it before, the Chiefs have won. Yeah, I, I think one thing, you know, this is kind of me, maybe be, me being more optimistic than anything, but I do think the Chiefs, the way the run defense has succeeded over the last few weeks does set them up a little bit to be, uh, to be good against Henry because I think they're good in the middle. I think they're good in the box. I think the linebackers have been pretty good attacking runs. You know, Bolton, I would say specifically, is very quick to get to the line of scrimmage and get to that gap and, and stop a run. I think, you know, for, for all the talk about Jaron Reed not doing much, I think him and Naughty are actually a very good uh, interior defensive line duo in terms of defending the run and kind of just stuffing gaps. And I think Frank Clark and, and Mike Dana and, and when Chris Jones, hopefully Chris Jones is playing, I think, you know, they, they have a good in-the-box run defense, in my opinion. I think they've been playing well, and I think that's showed uh, statistically. But I think what's really been their problem is, you know, getting outside, you know, the outside runs, the quick throws to the outside. And that's where the linebackers' unathleticism has really struggled. But that's not what really the Titans do. They're smashing out. They're, they're in between the tackles. If the defensive line can hold up and not let Henry just get, uh, you know, ahead of steam like we saw a couple times last night, um, that'll really help. And so I think it's, it's, it's going to be a lot on the defensive line. And the Titans' line is banged up. So I think they do have a good chance to, you know, maybe make their presence and, and maybe fit uh, Henry a little bit. Awesome stuff. Follow him on Twitter at Ron underscore cop, K-O-P-P. You'll hear Ron again tomorrow night on the Arrowhead Pride radio show from 6 to 7 with me and Pete Sweeney. Thanks a lot, Ron. All right. Thank you, Jay. There you go, Ron Cop, right there. Coming up next, though, I'll give you the Jimmy Johnson update between Herbert and Mahomes. I like to track this every week since everybody last week said they'd take Justin Herbert. <laughs> Mahomes clowns him with these stats. I'll do that. Plus your phone calls, 913-576-7610 next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, it's Travis Kelsey, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Of all the players, my number one pick would be Justin Herbert. He's that biggest star. Over Mahomes? Over Mahomes. Oh, my gosh. Now, now the other thing. (laughs) That was last week. Then what happens? Justin Herbert got destroyed at Baltimore. For the record, by the way, if you're keeping track of the stats – which we all do because the stat-driven business is National Football League. But wins and stuff matter, too. Obviously, Mahomes has an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and a, uh, a Super Bowl win, of course, and Justin Herbert does not. But total yards passing, Mahomes 1,887, Justin Herbert 1,771. Completion percentage, Patrick Mahomes 69%, Justin Herbert 654 uh, average yards per uh, completion, 7.2 for Herbert. Patrick Mahomes, 7.8. Quarterback rating for Patrick Mahomes, 103.1. Justin Herbert, 98.6. QBR, the QBR rating, Mahomes, 70.4. Justin Herbert, nine points below that, or eight points below that, excuse me, at 61.7. Of course, Mahomes leads the league in interceptions. Just a little update there from Jimmy Johnson update. On quarterbacks that you choose over Patrick Mahomes. I always find uh, that uh, interesting, but uh, Mahomes got him in every category except for the interceptions. Now he does, Herbert does have the fumble, the interceptions, obviously three of those. You know, you can look at bouncing in and out of the hands of Tyree Kill twice, back-to-back weeks, Marcus Kemp bouncing out of the hands. But just saying, Mahomes has got him in every category, including the all-encompassing completion percentage, which is very important. 
Joe and KC been waiting patiently. What's up, Joe? Well, I'm not agreeing with Jimmy Johnson, but the last three games, Herbert beat Mahomes and the Chiefs. What do you mean the last three games? He beat him once, and Mahomes no. has beat him once. No. The yes. Beat him, the Chargers beat him last year. And they beat him dude, there. dude. Mahomes didn't even play in that he game. He didn't even play in that game. <laughs> they get the backups playing in that right. game. Okay, so so anyway. We don't count here. that. Okay, but, you know, Turner was a part of the game. You guys, you know what? When you say the Chiefs, they ain't played a team with a winning record this year. Yet. You know what? Getting your ass kicked 34-6 to against the Ravens stands out to me as well. Herbert already has more double-digit losses than Mahomes does in his career, which is longer. Okay, I'm talking about you saying the Chiefs are the second-best team in the AFC. Yes, who's better? The playoff, okay, if the playoffs were today, they wouldn't even make it. So how can you say they're the second-best team? Because the season's 17 games. I mean, it's okay, a long season. The Chiefs are one Bay. game behind. Next week, this all could be flipped. This all could be flipped within a week because the Chiefs sit with three wins. It could be flipped either way. It it could be, but I'm just saying the Chiefs are sitting right there. They all got problems. Buffalo has one good win. That was the Chiefs. Give them that. Although it was a crap call at the end. It should have been an interception by Fenton, and it was not roughing the passer by Frank Clark. That would have given the Chiefs the ball back, a chance to make it a four-point game. But regardless, that was the call on the field. You know, the turnovers are a problem. There's no question about it. 14 giveaways from the Chiefs. That stuff, I do believe, can be corrected because under A.D. Reid, this team <laughs> always is is a good plus-minus team. Not this year. They're not. Hopefully, you know, you're not going to see those passes by the homes anymore because with the defense playing better, you don't have to press as much. You just don't have to press as much. The Chargers have their problem. They have the worst-run defense, Joe, in, in, in the NFL. If you haven't been paying attention, if I was to ask you, what defense has given up 500 yards to its opponent this year, the Chiefs or the Chargers? You'd probably say Chiefs, and that would be wrong. It's actually the Chargers. Their defense is not good, allowed the Chiefs to run for 186 yards, and they got their problems. The Ravens, yeah, the Chiefs gave them the ball, hit the Baltimore 34, could have won the game, but they didn't. Turnovers do cost you. The Ravens, it took a NFL record 66-yard field goal at the buzzer to beat the Detroit Lions. Okay, they've got their issues. They've got their problems. I would give Harbaugh the coach of the year, though, at this point, with all the injuries he's been dealing with. I do think it catches up to him eventually. This is a big game with the Titans. This team says at 4-2. They just beat the Bills. This, this is a big perception game for the Chiefs going forward. Neil and Lone Jack, what's up? What's up, Jay? Uh, I'll be pretty quick tonight. Um, super on Whitney Merciless. I hope we get him. Um, Man, I, yeah, Jay, you got to give me credit. I called that Buffalo game. Uh, it's coming back. They're coming back to the pack. We still got the Ravens way out ahead of us. Well, they have a garbage schedule going forward, so I don't know how long to count them out for because their schedule is very, uh, very nice to them. Yeah, but I went through this with you the other day. They still have the Buccaneers. They still have the Saints. They still have the Colts. They have the, the Patriots twice. Yeah, Patriots I wouldn't put too much stock in the Colts game. They. Tampa Bay, yes. The Colts are probably the weakest of those teams. They play the Jets twice. They play the Jags. They play the Dolphins. They play a lot of crap. They do play a lot of crap. And let's not forget, by the way, that Tennessee did lose to the Jets this year. Let's not forget about that. Precisely. We get this game this weekend, and we're sitting one game behind the Bills. We got a lot of games to make up on the Ravens, but the Ravens don't have a great schedule going forward either. Have you looked at that? They got the Bengals twice. They got the they got the Browns twice. 
they got all kinds of tough games coming up. They got they they got the Packers just like we do. I mean, they got the Ravens got a tough schedule going forward. I think they'll come back to the pack too. But what's most important is our defense is starting to look better. And if this defense starts to look better, look out the rest of the AFC. I don't care if we have to go to Buffalo in January. I don't care if we have to go to the Ravens in January. If our defense plays well, we can beat anybody. We're the road warriors. We've had the best road record in the AFC for the past three years, I think. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't look that Well, down, they were, they were oh. undefeated last year. But, again, that was a weird year because the road teams actually had a better record for the first time since the merger on the road last year. And they weren't playing for the fans. But the year before, they were 7-1. and one. So 15-1 and on the road. They did lose that game in Baltimore this year. Did win the road game in Philly and Washington. The puzzle is coming together. I, I, I'm so excited. Hopefully All right, Neil. Sit merciless and keep going. Well, me. you know what? Speaking of Whitney Merciless, we'll talk about him. I played it with one cut from Seth Payne, but a few others. What more can the Chiefs get out of Whitney Merciless? Again, he's not the end-all, be-all, but it's a nice piece to add. Like I felt like Josh Gordon, a nice piece to add. That'll, you'll see him acclimated more into the offense as we go forward. But, again, the defense can use any help they can get. We know that. Now they're not the worst defense in the NFL anymore. Washington helped cure that fact for the Chiefs, but this defense still has its issues, and we know that, and the turnover problem with the Chiefs. I, I look at a very flawed AFC at this point. We'll talk about that. Plus, Missouri, huge news down in Columbia. We'll address that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 